This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Football Nation. Week 1, 2013 NFL season is here. We are live on the Football Nation radio network. I'm Bill Enright. With me is Todd DeVries. Todd, it's been a long six months, but guess what? Football's back, baby. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth, Bill. It's finally here. All the speculation, Bill, it's all in the back rearview mirror, right? We actually have real live games that count starting tonight. Yeah, forget about that preseason nonsense. You know, and the real action, Denver Broncos, Baltimore Ravens kicking things off. We get the defending Super Bowl champions on Thursday night football. Obviously, big-time upset during their Super Bowl run as they beat the Denver Broncos in double overtime. What an exciting game that was. I'm really thrilled, pumped up for tonight's action. Yeah, Peyton Manning's not too thrilled with that uh, banner up there in Denver about Joe Flacco. Did you see that? You know, here's the thing, Todd. The Bravens won the Super Bowl last year. It's it's a tradition that the Super Bowl champs the following season get a home game. But because of those stupid Baltimore Orioles, they have a game tonight. The Baltimore Ravens, the poor guys, they won the Super Bowl. They don't even get home field advantage for their week one uh, kickoff opener. So Peyton can relax a little bit. You know, they're the champs. The Ravens are the champs. They're flying to Denver. They have an away game to open their season. It's not right to begin with. He's crying about a stupid banner. Give me a break. You know, you're not going to tune in to the, the White Sox Orioles, 705? No. Give me your – no. Pitchers, the starting pitchers are Quintana and Gonzalez. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Who are those people? Can't the Ravens put their foot down? I mean, really. I, they tried. I mean, there, that they was a big kind of controversy uh, in Baltimore. They didn't try hard enough, man. Well, you know. I guess uh, Roger Goodell should have gave some some uh, cash to Bud Selig. Yeah. That, that's, money, uh, money solves everything. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, all that aside, Bill, it's going to be a good one. You get to see little Joe Flacco, a little Peyton Manning. A lot of fantasy ramifications in that game, too, which we're going to get to. Absolutely. Definitely go over our uh, week one rankings for the Baltimore Ravens and the Denver Broncos. Who's a good start? Who's a bad start? And if you have any lineup questions, now is the time to get it in. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com, or hit us up on Twitter at FFChamps. You can follow Todd at CFFGeek, and I'm at Bill Enright. We are a lot of ways that you can get in touch with us. But uh, the main way is the phone line. And the reason why people will want to call in today, Todd, 855-478-7030. Again, that's the phone number. Todd, the reason why people will want to dial in today, we're giving away a free entry into DraftKings kickoff million-dollar contest, daily fantasy football, weekly fantasy football. DraftKings has three big contests. One of them is $2. One of them is $11. And the big one, the kickoff million, is $200. And we are giving away a free ticket into that $200 contest. There's over a million dollars in prizes. First place, Todd, 150 grand, boom, in your pocket right after week one. Yeah, and just to make sure that everyone's clear, okay, it's normally $200 to get in. And we're giving contest. away for free. Yes, we're giving, so it's $200 value. 
You get you get to play for a million dollars in prizes in week one alone. Crazy. And uh, so anyway, we're going to give that away today, Bill. Uh, the other buy-ins, like you said, were $2 buy-in and a uh, $11 buy-in for the other contests as well. All sorts of good stuff going on at DraftKings. It all starts tonight, but my man. Two stipulations on that. One, yeah. you have to be a new member. Have to be making your first-time deposit. And to go along with that, any new member gets a free entry into that $2 contest. So the lucky winner today, we're going to give the details on how you can be the winner a little bit later, but here's a clue. You're going to have to call us. You're going to have to talk some fantasy football with us. We may even ask you a few test questions. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Lot to get to to today, Todd. (laughs) Week one matchups, fantasy nightmares, fantasy dreams, which are the games that are going to be scoring a lot of points and which are the sleepers that hopefully you don't have any fantasy players in those uh, week one matchups. Plus, Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com is going to join us. He's going to help us win our week one wagers. You're betting on football. You want to become a Cold Hard Football Facts insider. Great information. Quality stats will help you pick the right winners. No opinions. Only facts. That's what the Cold Hard Football Facts is all about. Quality stats helping you make week one wagers and winning those bets. A lot of action going on today, Todd. What do you say we get into some player news uh, as we head into week one? The injury report is typically very light. But we do have some dagging injuries from the preseason or last year's surgery that we want to give everyone an update on. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, good news. MJD says he feels 100%. He's ready to carry the full workload for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Chiefs. Not a bad matchup there, Bill. Right, so MJD was a guy that had a Liz Frank surgery in the offseason, or excuse me, at the end of last season. Uh, Eight months removed now from that surgery. What are we expecting from MJD this year? I drafted him as my running back two, hopefully, in hoping that he can become my running back one, or at least my running back 1B to my first-round pick. MJD, high expectations, uh, 27 years old, in a contract year, MJD, no, he plays on the bad team with the Jacksonville Jaguars. If he can bounce back, if he can be healthy, he says he's healthy. We'll see this week how he looks against the Chiefs. All right, moving on, Bill. Danny Amendola, he is now on the Pats injury report. He was limited uh, in practice the other day. What do we make of this? Is this Belichick just playing reindeer games with us, or is there something more to this? Because as we all know, Amendola has a history of injuries. He certainly does, Todd, and I think there's two parts to look at this. One, Tom Brady has been on the Patriots injury report every single week for the last four or five years. Right. It's just something Belichick does. He, he feels a little sore in his shoulder on the injury report. Feeling a little, uh, maybe a little tenderness in his knee, boom, on the injury report. So we have to be very careful when evaluating injuries for p- players on the Patriots. Now, you said it, Amendola. History of injuries. Missed a lot of action the last three years because of injuries. Constantly nicked up. The injuries, I don't know if you want to call them injury prone because some of the injuries are really freaky. Like he broke his tricep one year or pulled his tricep falling onto the ground. Like the injuries aren't, it's not always, uh, he, he you know, he tore his ACL. He pulled, pulled the hamstring. Right. They're like really weird injuries. Right now he's dealing with a groin problem. He was a limited participant in practice, but he wasn't a DNP. He wasn't a did not participate. So I think this is a situation right now with Danny Amendola. 
I consider him a wide receiver one in the PPR formats because I think it's simple plug-and-play when you're talking about the Patriots. Wes Welker leaves, Danny Amendola walks in the door, Amendola now is expected to get that 100 reception mark just like Wes Welker did for the last six years. So to me, Amendola on the Patriots injury report for week one, nothing to be concerned about. I don't think it's a concern at all. No, I mean, you know, you check in on Sunday morning just to make sure he's out there, you know, warming up with the team. As long as he is, then you're in good shape. Right? Yeah, totally. Okay. Moving on to another wide receiver, Bill. How about that Hakeem Nix from the New York football Giants? He says he feels as good as he has in a long time. But then he said something that was a little weird, Bill. He said, yeah, so Hakeem Nix is one of those people that is injury prone. Yes. He has the hamstring injury. He has the knee injury. He has you know all those receiver injuries that we're worried about. So Hakeem Nix seems to get them. So, yes, he is injury prone. So he says he's felt good uh, the, as best he's felt in a long time. But then he followed that up with he's as good as he can be. Well, what the hell does that mean? He's as good as he can be. <laughs> He's kind of inferring that he's not 100%, but at this point in the season, he's as best as he can be possibly. That's what he is right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, now we're getting into uh, player speak. You know, who knows what he's talking about? Did he mean it just like a, just a throwaway comment? Or you know what I mean? Like, did he say yeah. it like, well, I'm as good as I can be? That's a little alarming to me, if you, uh, you know, if you yeah. want my opinion. I think it's a little sketchy. A little sketchy yeah. with Akeem Nix. Well, I'm not happy with that because I drafted him last night. So See, that's the problem with him. He can be great for every third game. But those two games in between, he could be a real headache. So we haven't seen him put together a full 16-game season. He's another player in a contract year. If Hakeem Nix can stay healthy, no doubt about it, top 15 wide receiver. But that health problem, he is one of those guys that I consider injury prone. And right now, as good as I can be, certainly not. Uh, boosting his confidence or my confidence in him. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, moving on to another couple wide receivers, Bill. This one does not have many, much fantasy relevance in my eyes. It's Antonio Holmes. He's looking doubtful for, for week one. Who really cares? Uh, Percy Harvin, Bill, he predicts he'll be back by week seven. He's on the pup list right now, which means he can't play through the first six weeks. He says he's going to be back in week seven. Do you believe him? I don't believe him, Todd. You know, he tweeted this out yesterday. He had hip surgery in July. The typical time frame to recover is four to six months. So that would be about five weeks ahead of schedule uh, if he played in week seven. I think he's going to be back around that Thanksgiving time. Uh, perfect timing for the Seahawks. Forget the fantasy impact for a moment. When Her- when Harvin comes back into the lineup for Seattle, assuming he's, in, assuming he's in playing shape and he's healthy and he's not just rushing back to get back on the field, I think huh, I think that makes the Seattle Seahawks no question one of the top Super Bowl contenders. They're probably a top Super Bowl contender without Harvin. If he's back on that squad, watch out. Seahawks can catch fire right at the perfect time. Hey, exactly, Bill. They're going to have all the opponents that have to face Seattle late in the year or in the playoffs. They have all that film on the Seahawks without Harvin. Yep. And then they're going to have to deal with him potentially coming back into the lineup. And uh, that's a scary proposition for everyone in the NFC. Bill, Blau Powell. He will start for the Jets over Chris Ivory. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, just like Santonio Holmes, I do not care about any player on the New York Jets in terms of fantasy football. I think Bilal Powell may have earned the starting job based on his preseason performances and Chris Ivory being dinged up throughout training camp. So uh, it's good, good for Powell to win that starting job for week one. 
this situation with the Jets is just a mess. I did not draft any New York Jets player on any of my fantasy teams. I'm in about 12 leagues this year, Todd. You won't find one player with an NYJ next to his name. Just Uh, fade away from him. Exactly. I'm the same exact way. I didn't draft a single one, nor did I even consider drafting one. Can't do it, won't do it. I want winners. No, not at all. All right, what do we got next, Bill? That's it for the player news, right? It was kind of uh, yeah, it short was, and it sweet. Was pretty, it was pretty light today, Todd. Again, you know, you think heading into week one, for the most part, everyone's going to be healthy unless they had some um, minor question marks uh, at the end of training camp. You got guys like Roddy White, Victor Cruz, Jordy Nelson. All of them are expected to play this week despite getting a little bit banged up in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Well, <sighs> Let's hope that this time next week, Bill, it's it's also light in the player news department, right? Well, that's the thing. You know, we'll we'll see how much we can uh, escape from week one w- without many uh, impactful injuries. Yeah, well, that's that's the key. Uh, the last thing you want to see is, and you know what? I don't want to jinx it, but man, it seems like every couple of years you get a major major quarterback going down in game one with a, a knee injury, something bad happening. So. That's like the worst nightmare for everyone. Fans, fantasy, everything. So let's hope we get through this week unscathed. Yeah, I mean that's the plan, Todd. We don't we don't that's want any <laughs> we don't we don't want any uh harmful harmful injuries week one. That'll really throw a curveball in, in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh you know, especially, you know, we're we're greedy, jealous, uh, you know, fantasy, fantasy. freaks. Yeah, know? exactly. And so we don't <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kinda like, you know, if you uh if you have M J D, you mentioned M J D, you know, you want him to get through all right. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So All right, week one, Todd, Thursday night kickoff, Green uh Denver Broncos versus the Baltimore Ravens. Again, Ravens coming off the Super Bowl win. Didn't get that home t- uh that home game to open up their season, so they'll be playing in Denver tonight. What do we make of this game? Big time rematch from last year's playoff divisional playoff game. What do we make of it? It's a great, great matchup. I mean, the key is going to be this, right? The Ravens kind of, they won their title, and they kind of just decided to restart the majority of their their roster, you know? Mm -hmm. They had some guys retire. Obviously, Ray Lewis is gone. Ed Reed, they let him go. Bolden's gone. Pitt is injured. It's a whole new team. Other than Ray Rice and and Flacco, it's, uh, it's a very different roster than what they brought to Denver last January. So what are they going to look like? How's the offense going to look? What are they going to do? Torrey Smith, is he going to be a true threat? You know, is he going to be a viable, uh, and from a fantasy perspective, like a, a wide receiver too, a viable one like we, we think he might be? Mm-hmm. That's the intrigue because we know what we're getting from Denver. We know what we're getting from Denver. The only thing with Denver, fantasy-wise, that uh, is kind of interesting is, you know, who's getting the carries at running back? That's been the big controversy, right? Monte Ball, Ronnie Hillman, Noshawn Marino. And also, how are they going to distribute the passes to the uh, the wide receiver trio that they have out there? I mean, that'll be certainly interesting, something that I'm looking forward to. I want to see how many targets Wes Welker gets compared to Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. Uh, with Welker being the new guy in action, we know what he's capable of doing when he was with the New England Patriots, but I think it's going to be a very unique situation. I'm excited for it to see what exactly Wes Welker can not only do, but help the Broncos, because... Peyton Manning had a spectacular year last year. How much better can he help the Broncos passing game? That's what I'm going to be looking forward to in uh, week one. I agree. I think it's going to be all good for Peyton Manning fantasy owners. That's for sure. I mean, he's, you know, it's going to help him tremendously. The question is going to be if he invested a high draft pick in Welker or Decker, 
um, especially those two. That's that's the question, Bill, right? I think Demarius Thomas, he plays a completely different role in that offense. I don't think his role is going to change much. The question is going to be, it's those underneath routes, a possession game, you know, Decker and Welker, who's going to get the targets? Is there enough, are there enough balls to go around? Basically, that's kind of the fantasy question. And that's what we'll be looking forward to tonight. I also like their tight end, Todd, Julius Thomas. Are there enough targets for Julius Thomas to become a fantasy football impact player? I can't. I didn't. Did you draft him in any leagues? I did. Actually, I picked him up in one league. I didn't draft him. Really? I picked him up. Yeah, deep, I did. Deep Just because I want people on this Denver team, I'm really excited about it. I think they're going to be top three offense in the league, especially in points per game. So I want as many players from Denver as I can get. Their running backs, completely different situation. But I love their receivers, and I'm intrigued by Julius Thomas. He had a great preseason. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, that's that's a guy that wasn't drafted in many, in many of my leagues at all. I don't think in any of my leagues he was drafted. So, uh, you know, the question's going to be, like you said, are there enough to go around for three star wide receivers and a tight end? I don't know about that. I mean, he maybe he'll be a a red zone threat and he'll be uh, he'll make his mark that way in the world of fantasy football. But I can't see him catching you know fifty balls and seven touchdowns as a tight end. Can't see it. So how many? What, what was your prediction just then? Well, I'm just saying 50, 50 balls and seven touchdowns. Fifty and seven. You need to get that out of your tight end. Yeah, you're right. I can't. I guess. How's he going to do that? Yeah. He might get the touchdowns. I mean, he might be a red zone guy. Yeah. I, I just, you know, if he's doing that, if he's catching fifty balls, well, then that's bad news for Decker and for, Walker. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm excited about the Denver team. Uh, not so much with the Ravens, Todd. Who is Joe Flacco going to throw to other than Torrey Smith and Ryan Rice? We saw Dennis Pitta go down with an injury. We all know that Anquan Bolin was traded to the 49ers. Who the heck is Joe? And it's too bad, too. Champ Bailey's out, top cornerback for the Broncos. Von Miller's out, top pass rusher for the Broncos. So we'll see what Joe Flacco can do with Jacoby Jones as his second wide receiver. I think it's going to be a lot of Torrey Smith and a lot of Ray Rice. Yeah, you know, I was disappointed I wasn't able to get Torrey Smith uh, last night in one of my big drafts. He he went a lot higher than I thought he was going to go, and uh, I wanted him uh, as my wide receiver too. I, I I don't know. I just think that he's uh, he's <laughs> last guy left, last guy last guy standing in that passing game. So he's gotta he's gotta see a lot of targets, right? And he's a deep he's a deep threat. He could break a big one. So I think he's he's in uh, in store for a big year. All right, what do you say uh, we move over to some uh, rankings for these players tonight? Um, Todd, I have our FFCPI, the Fantasy Football Champs Performance Index, Mm. which is our weekly rankings at ffchamps.com. And I'm going down the list right now. I have Peyton Manning as our number four quarterback and Joe Flacco as our number 15 quarterback. Big difference there. Huge difference. Huge difference. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think that's a a fair spot for – for both of them. I mean, Manning's going to be in the top five almost every week, you would think. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, you know, Flacco when the matchup is right. And it's a lot of, like we just mentioned, there's so much uncertainty with Flacco that I think that's a fair spot for him. It's somewhere in the mid-teens. How about the running backs? Ray Rice at number 13. Solid? Well, I would, yeah. I mean, you know, Ray Rice, if you are if you just drafted him as your running back one and you see he's number 13, you're probably Outside disappointed. Outside the top 10, yeah. Yeah, you're probably bit. disappointed in that. You're like, what? I just drafted this guy. Um, but, you know, the matchup is what it is. So, you know, I can't uh, – I mean, I'm looking at who's ahead of him, and it's maybe you could question, you know, David Wilson. I mean, only because he hasn't really proved it yet. Right. 
But the other guys on this list, man, they're pretty stout. <laughs> so, you know, he's at the bottom of a good group of running backs. Let's just put it that way. And then Bernard Pierce is number 38 on this list. Uh, he's obviously the backup to Ray Rice, but I think he's going to get some action tonight, so that's why I put him in the top 40. Now, the Broncos running back situation, Todd, totally different scenario. Monte Ball, number 29, Ronnie Hillman, number 36, and we even ranked Noshan Moreno. He's at 41. This is going to be a headache pretty much all season. I give the slight edge, though, to Monte Ball. Well, yeah. I mean, I think just if you're basing it on um, production in, in college from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, Monte Ball just has a nose for the goal line. So I think that's the key. Is he, When they get near the goal line, who's in there? You know, first and goal from the three. Who's the running back that's in the game? And it might be a combination of all three of them. That's what I'm going to be watching for. I agree with you. I think that if I was going to – if I had all three guys, I had to start one, I'd start Monte Ball. Let's move over to the wide receivers right now. we got Demarius Thomas inside the top five, comes in at number four on our weekly rankings at ffchamps.com. His teammate Eric Decker is at 17. Wes Welker is at 21. And Torrey Smith is at 25. Hmm. Okay. So the Broncos, three guys in the top 25, and then you throw in Torrey Smith. Uh, so we have four receivers, Todd, in this matchup tonight inside our top 25. You know, I saw an interesting stat. Um, I wish I could give credit where I saw it. It was on Twitter. Um, the last time three wide receivers, fantasy-wise, finished in the top 25 at the end of the year in fantasy production was about uh, 2004. You're going to have to rephrase that. What did you All say? Right. The Broncos have three viable wide receivers. Right. The last time three okay. viable wide receivers from one team from finished the same in the top team. 25 okay. in fantasy in the world of fantasy football was 2004. Oh, I wonder who that was. 2004, let me think. Um 2004 was it the Rams? Might have been. I'll look it up while we're doing this. I'm I just trying wish. to think I'm just trying to think of some playmakers from 2004. Um could have been could have been the Colts. Actually, I bet it was the Colts. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, and Dallas Clark. Oh, does Dallas Clark count as a receiver? Because uh, that was the year Peyton Manning uh, broke the touchdown record, 49 touchdowns in the single yeah. season. Uh, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, I know, had phenomenal years. If they're including uh, tight end in that mark, that was the year Dallas Clark had a big-time year as well. So it yeah. could have been the Colts. Could have been the Rams. I don't know if Kurt Warner was still with the Rams that year. Uh, 2004. No, Kurt Warner was with the Giants, I believe, that year. That was the year. Well, I'm looking now, not fantasy-wise, but Torrey Holt, receiving yards, Holt was four, Isaac Bruce was five. Yeah. That year. um, And I don't see another one, but I don't want to, you know, take us too off track there, Bill. But the point is, is that it's hard to do. It's hard to have three guys finish in the top 25 in the world of fantasy football. Well, I'm expecting big things from Peyton Manning, and that means big things from his wide receivers. All right. And move over to tight ends quickly. We have Julius Thomas at 15 this week, Ed Dixon at 24. So not much expect, not uh, not very high on these re- uh, tight ends from the Broncos and from the Ravens tonight. Nah, nah, that's just not much there. Except for your boy, you love your boy Thomas. Hey, I have my 15th tight end. There you go. On the upswing, we'll see what he does. All right, so if you're listening to the show live, eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. That was our phone number, and that we just ran through what we expect to see tonight from a fantasy football angle for the Ravens and the Broncos. And if you're listening to us on demand on iTunes or on iHeartRadio, then I guess the game's already over. 
and you can uh, let us know how our predictions went. Uh, with that, let's move over to the phone lines. Again, 855-478-7030 is the phone number. We have Mike in New York has a question about his flex spot. How's it going, Mike? Thanks for calling into the champs. Mike, you there? Pretty good. How you doing, guys? Hey, we're doing all right. What do you got for us today? Yes, I am. I right, have Mike's gonna, Mike's gonna have to call back. Yeah, I, don't know. I think we had a little bit of a delay. Let's go over to Brian in Florida. Has a question about Danny Amendola. What's up, Brian? Hey guys, how you doing? We're doing great. First time uh, uh, subscriber this year, but long time listener. Um, okay, very question. cool. My, you guys told me about a week ago to start Amendola over. Um, who was it? Uh, Two uh, starting running backs, Mendenhall and uh, I think it was Monty Ball. And I just wanted to know what your feeling was that now since uh, Amendola is a little banged up, I guess, apparently. All right, so the question is, do you start Danny Amendola or Monte Ball? Yeah, because you guys already told me to start Amendola over uh, Mendenhall, which I agree with. But then now that with the injury, do I put in Monty Ball now because of that questionable? Are you going to be at your computer uh, on Sunday morning around noon Eastern time? Yes. Yeah. Bill, this is – I mean, here's the the Amendola thing. I mentioned it in the earlier segment. I think you're just going to have to watch the pregame stuff. As long as he's out there in uniform, I'm, I'm going to plug him in. I can't I can't worry too much about it. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not in week one. Again, it's, he's on the Patriots. We all know how Bill Belichick does yeah. their injury report. I'm not worried about Danny Amendola. Uh, Brian, as long as you're by your computer – Around 12 o'clock, like Todd said, you'll know if he's inactive or not. Luckily, you'll be able to put in Rashard Mendenhall because I know Monte Ball is playing on Thursday night. Okay, cool. All right, Brian, best of luck to you, and we appreciate the call. Let's go back to Mike in New York. Mike, are you there with us again? Mike, are you there? Crickets. Hopefully. Mike. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, man, what's going on? All right, I'm pretty good, pretty good. How's everything? Everything's great. What can we help you with today? I have a flex question for you. We got answers. I have either Monte Ball or Richard Mendenhall as my flex. Ooh, another Monte Ball, Richard Mendenhall PPR? Question. Yes, PPR. That is tough, Bill. I'm going with Ball. I think there's more upside with Ball. I do not trust Rashard Mendenhall this year. He was one of my lowest-ranked starting running backs all season long on our cheat sheets. I have Monte Ball at 29, Rashard Mendenhall at 31, but he's significantly lower in terms of his FFCPI score. So I'm going to go with Monte Ball over Mendenhall. That's what I was kind of leaning towards, but I figured I'd get your, your take on it. I'm glad you did, Mike, and best of luck to you in week one. We appreciate the phone call. Sticking with the phone lines, Jag in Connecticut has a question about his receivers. What's up, Jag? Hey, Jag, what's going on? Oh, hi. I have a, I have a question on the wide receiver. Uh, I'm in multiple leagues, uh, but then I have the same players in most of the leagues. Uh, who should I start? Cecil Scott, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Hakeem Nick, uh, uh, and then... I also have uh, Jordan Nelson. All right, Nate so you got Knicks, Nelson, Shorts, or uh, Deshaun. Deshaun. And how many of those receivers do you need? I need two of those. Two of the four. Todd, what are you thinking? Deshaun Cecil Shorts. in. All right, Deshaun Jackson's in. I totally agree with that. Mike Fix healthy, going against a pretty 
awful Redskins defense. So we got one of those guys. Nelson, Nick, Shorts, which one of those three are making the final final starting lineup? That's tough, man. I'm, I'm going to eliminate Shorts. Okay. Shorts right. is out. Now you're now you're dealing with Nix and Nelson, who are both kind of dinged up a little bit. They're both yep. going to play, but they're both a little dinged up. They both have good matchups, Bill. So uh, which... I'm not so sure about that. You think Jordy Nelson has a good matchup against the 49ers? Oh, no, no, no. My bad, my bad, my bad. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. You are correct. I was I'm leaning, toward, I'm leaning towards Nix based on the matchup. I was looking at Schwartz's matchup. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to cross my fingers and go Nix. I'm going to go Nix okay. as well. I think he's as healthy as he's going to be at this point, like he said. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you to go with Deshaun Jackson and Hakeem Nix, Jack. you got two NFC East receivers in your starting lineup for week one. How's that sound? Okay. Can I ask you one more question on the on the running back? Yeah. Um, I, I have David Wilson as my third running back in most of my league. Can I start him over Marshawn Link or, 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 or with the San Francisco you know, uh, um, running back? Do you think I, I Kendall can Hunter, Frank Moore, Anthony Link Dixon, or, or Michael James? Which uh, one are you talking about? Other, I'm assuming it's Frank Gore. Uh, and Jack, we appreciate your phone call. I'm assuming that he's talking about Frank Gore, Todd, when he said the 49ers running back. I am starting David Wilson over Frank Gore this week. Yeah, he also, did I hear him mention that he was considering yanking Marshawn Lynch? No, leave Marshawn Lynch in the yeah. lineup. Start him with David Wilson. Yes, agree. Uh, last caller before we have to take a break, we have Nick, a.k.a. Bodog, on the line. What's up, Bodog? Hey, how you doing? Um, listen, I got RG3 in the seventh round and then backed him up with Eli in the 11th. And okay. I was just wondering, this week, uh, Eli goes off against Dallas, and I was just thinking if it might be uh, better to start him rather than RG3. I'm liking RG. <laughs> my answer is RG3. Yeah, my answer is RG3? definitely RG3. Yeah, the Eagles absolutely. defense is, is just terrible. Oh, and, okay. And uh, I think RG3's healthy. I'm not, you know, I, I'm all in with him. So I think he's going to go off. He'll run a little bit. He'll throw all over the place. I think Eli Manning will have a good game too, Bill. But I'm going to go with RG3. He has more upside. Yeah, and, uh, Bulldog, you have to play with RG3 because – I mean, this was the plan all along to make sure that he's ready to go, make sure he's healthy for their week one Monday night matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. So now that we know he's the starter, RG3 should be in your lineup maybe 15 out of 16 weeks this year. Yep, I agree, Bill. I mean, he's a gamer, too. He's in the spotlight, Monday night football. All eyes are on him. He's been waiting for this. Yep. I mean, he's a gamer to a fault, as we saw in the playoffs last year. You know, he's running around there with the, his knee all ripped up. And, uh, for you know what I mean? Because he wanted to be out there. So he's going to play. He's going to shred the Eagles. Start him with confidence this week. All right, Todd, it is time to take a break. But during this break, here's what we're going to do. In the next segment, we're giving away that free ticket to the kickoff million contest at DraftKings.com. It's a $200 value. We're giving it away for free. There's a million dollars in cash prizes, $150,000 to the winner. Mm-hmm. 855-478-7030. Caller number five, whoever that is, caller number five, you're going to be the winner of the free ticket to the DraftKings contest. So call right now during the break, 855-478-7030. More Football Nation coming up. 
$200 ticket for free we're giving it away. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Football Nation Radio Network. Every football fan has a voice at footballnation.com. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part? It's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Coldhardfootballfacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Football, football, and more football at FootballNation.com. All right, welcome back to Football Nation. This is when we are going to give away our free ticket to the DraftKings kickoff million dollar contest $150,000 is going to go to the top place winner Todd I mean this is an extraordinary offer incredible offer 855-478-7030 is the phone number 
We're going to take caller number five. There's still time to call in, 855-478-7030. Todd, what do you think about this contest? I think there's a lot of shekels to be made, Bill. How about that? <laughs> a lot of I'm shekels. You, there's some. I, this is like life-changing money we're I talking know. about here. It's incredible. If you would have told me like 10 years ago when I was playing fantasy, like by, doing it by hand 15 years ago with like Excel spreadsheets and stuff, being the commissioner of my league, that someday you would be able to have a contest like this, I would have you know, thought you were out of your mind. It's crazy. I mean, let's just run through the top 10 prizes, all right? Okay. So again, it's two hundred. It's normally two hundred dollars to get in this contest. The NFL kickoff million. There's a million dollars guaranteed by DraftKings. It's normally two hundred bucks. We're giving away a free ticket right now. Caller number five. First place, Todd. One hundred and fifty grand. A hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Second place, seventy five thousand dollars. Third place, forty thousand dollars. Fourth place, twenty five k. Fifth place, fifteen thousand. Sixth place, twelve thousand. Seventh place, ten thousand. Guess what? Guess how much money the person that comes in a hundred and fifty, uh, uh, one thousand, uh, one thousand five hundred place. Is that even a word? One thousand five hundredth. Yeah, I guess fifteen hundred. <laughs> whoever comes in, uh, whoever finishes in the top fifteen hundred, the last person gets three hundred dollars. That's not bad. Not bad. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> and the best part about it, Bill, is you and I are both eligible to play. I don't know if we're eligible to win. We have to be first-time customers, and we're not first-time customers at DraftKings. We're not eligible to win? I don't think so. Oh, bummer. But, I mean, if you're a first-time customer, you are eligible to win. So maybe you should sign up your wife or your son or something. My son? He's nine years old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he wins, he should win a box of crayons. You'll be all happy with that. <laughs> forget the cash. Forget the cash, baby. Uh, 855-478-7030. We're going to go to Matt in Chicago. What's up, Matt? You got a question about your lineup? Matt, I, I apologize, but you were not caller number five. But we will answer your lineup question. Okay. All right, so what do you got for us? Um, I'm looking at uh, running back with the non-PPR, and uh, I need a choice between Lamar Miller or Ahmad Bradshaw. Ooh, Lamar Miller or Ahmad Bradshaw. You know, there's an interesting story right now, Todd, and I do not know what to make of this, but right now the coach uh, of the Dolphins, Joe Philbin, is saying that the running back spot is pretty much very close between Daniel Thomas and and Lamar Miller. It's going to be a neck-and-neck, maybe maybe like a split uh, timeshare between Miller and Thomas. I don't understand this. Daniel Thomas has shown me nothing throughout his career. I was expecting Lamar Miller to absolutely run away with this starting job, but it seems like that's not the case. No, it's not the case. Um, But to get to his question, okay, he he has two non-slam dunks. Right. He's got Lamar Miller at Cleveland. And he's got uh, Mr. Bradshaw against the Raiders. Yeah. And Bradshaw says he's healthy, kind of like his old teammate, Mr. Hakeem Nix. Right. He's supposed to play. You know, hard to trust Bradshaw in week one. But look at the matchup, Bill. So where do you go with this? I'm going with Lamar Miller. He's my 20th-ranked running back. Ahmad Bradshaw, even though he's playing against the Raiders, he's my 27th-ranked running back this week. I think Miller is the smarter play. You drafted Miller to put him in your starting lineup. It's week one. Go ahead and do it, Matt. 
Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Best of luck to you. I think we lost Matt. We got Nick in Pennsylvania on the line. What's up, Nick? Hey, I just was uh, calling back about this for the contest. You are not caller number five. I am sorry, but we appreciate you calling in. Hey, no problem. You guys have a great uh, weekend. Best of luck to you. All right, Todd, I think it's time to get to caller number five. We got Brian in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Brian, congratulations. Josh, we have Thank any you, like, clapping or drum roll or sound effects that we can play for Brian here? I mean, this is a big yeah, celebration here, moment. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited inside. I just, I'm at my job right now, so I took a little 15 minute break to talk to you guys. Well, I'll tell you what. What, what kind of, what kind of job do you do, Brian? What, what's your uh, line of work? I, uh, I work at a law firm. You work at? Oh, you're, so you're a lawyer? I'm, a, I'm a paralegal. I was just gonna say, you know, if you're a lawyer charging people like three hundred fifty dollars an hour, I don't know how much you're gonna need this hundred and fifty thousand dollars if you come in first place. But that's a life changer. I mean, this is a big time yeah. contest. We're giving away draft. We're not giving it away. Ah, oh, there you go, Josh. Better late than never, dude. We're not giving away. DraftKings is giving away over a million dollars in their Week One kickoff bash. This specific contest was typically two hundred bucks. So Brian, you have a free ticket to this $200 contest. We're going to keep you on hold. Josh is going to take down your email address and then we're going to he's going to send it over to me. I'm going to send it over to the guys at DraftKings. We're going to get back to you tomorrow and then we're going to all make it happen. Does that sound good? Thank you, man. Yeah, it sounds good. Ha- have you played daily fantasy or weekly fantasy in the past? Uh, I have not. All right. So do you understand the concept? I mean, yeah, it's just is it pretty much just every day I'm just going to uh, draft a different team or you know, for for football, it's not necessarily every day. It's more like a weekly basis, but they call it daily fantasy because it, I don't know why they call it daily fantasy. They should call it weekly. Fa- <laughs> they should call it weekly fantasy. But in fantasy football, what you're going to do is you're going to get a fake budget of fifty thousand okay. dollars. With that budget, you have to set a lineup: one quarterback, two running backs. Just for two, this week. Just for this week. Okay. Two two wide receivers, wide and tight end, one flex, one kicker, one defense. So with that fifty thousand, your guys' values for the money. I saw that on the internet. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We we have an article over budget and uh, over uh, overpriced and bargain buys. So a guy like Aaron Rodgers is ninety seven hundred dollars. If you want to put Aaron Rodgers in your lineup for his Week One matchup against the Forty ers you have to pay fake money ninety seven hundred dollars out of your five fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. That's 20% of your budget on one player. Which to me yeah, is a little bit too much. That. Yeah, Bill. So, you know, we have the article out there. We also discussed it, Brian, on the uh, yesterday's show, right, Bill? Uh, on Tuesday's show. Tuesday's yep, you show, can listen to the bad. show on demand, sure. Yeah, we did a segment on it, too, where we actually discussed it for 10 or 15 minutes, too. But, yeah, you want to listen to that. You want to let, check out the article because there's some definite, definite bargains in there that are going to make sure that you finish in the money, bud. Okay. All right, Josh, what do you say we play that clapping music again for our guy Brian in Fort Lauderdale? <laughs> there it is. Good hey. job. All right. All right, Brian, we're going to put you on hold. Josh is going to take your email address. Thank you guys so much. I listen to you guys every Tuesday and Thursday, and I really appreciate it. Love it, my man. Love hearing that. Best of luck in the contest. We hope you are that week one winner. We're going to get $150,000. Good for Brian, Todd. You know, I was a little... Uh, not that I was a little disappointed, a little a uh, little bit let down when he said he worked in a law office because I immediately thought this guy's loaded. He's a lawyer. We all know lawyers make a ton of money. You know, he's probably already a millionaire. But he said, you know, I could I could use the money. It's one hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
here's the deal, Bill. Like, honestly, week one is the ultimate time to play this type of, of game, the daily, the daily fantasy stuff. Because as the season goes on, people are going to smarten up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people in general that, that play this stuff, they're going to get a little wiser. The, the week, the first week, two, three, four, those first few weeks are when you can really clean up. I've done it in the past, Bill. To me, I don't know about you and how your success has been at these things, but the first month is when it, I, th- I just think it's easier. That's the money why, time. I, I don't totally know what agree. it is. I don't know why these, but these other people are smoking. But you can find the bargains. You went through all the bargains on Tuesday's show. You play the bargains. You fill them in with some solid players, and you're going to finish. You're going to finish in the money. There's so much money they're giving out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I'm really excited. I, um, I personally put in a couple lineups. I didn't do the $200 one. I did, I did the $11 one. I did the $2 one, and then I did some head-to-head ones. So I feel bad for whoever's going up against me in the head-to-head. I'm trying to figure out what's my name on here. What's my DraftKings name? Oh, IMBE3. IMBE3, William Enright III, Billy Enright III. That's my name. Uh, so IMBE3 is my uh, username, and I'm very excited. And I think once I finish in the top prizes next week, y- you might not hear from me again. I might be, it might be one and done. It's going to be the Todd and Josh show from here on out. You're going to be retired. How does that sound, Josh? You like that idea? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Josh, how crazy was it answering the phones with everyone calling in, trying to be the caller number five? Oh, it was nuts over here. <laughs> A lot of people trying to get in on that. 855-478-7030 is our phone number. We're going to be taking your calls, answering some emails, helping everyone win their fantasy football league. Todd, I have some questions here. From our email address, radio at footballnation.com, our guy Blake wants to know, should he start Pierre Garçon or Torrey Smith? He knows Champ Bailey's out, and this is going to be a shootout, but because of this matchup, Torrey Smith playing on Thursday night, he's got to make a decision right now. Pierre Garçon or Torrey Smith, what are you thinking? Man, I like both, but I'm going to go Garçon. Because yeah, Champ Bailey's out, and that definitely helps Torrey Smith. But guess what? The Eagles have no one close to champ bailey <laughs> it's a full point ppr league pierre garçon could he he could have a huge game against the eagles he really could i i just i think garçon's the play all right i i'm gonna go back to the ffcpi i'm gonna see how close this matchup really is garçon number 10 on the ffcpi tory smith number 25 this seems like a no-brainer yeah maybe that's a little too wide i mean i thought they would have been closer um here's the deal this is something we should discuss very quickly, Bill. A lot of fantasy people, when they're when they're trying to make a decision between two players, mm-hmm. a lot of times they go with the guy who's on a primetime game just so they can watch him. Right. Which isn't always the great move here, right? No, it's not. <laughs> In this case, both of his players are on a primetime game. He could watch, you know, Torrey Smith tonight or Pierre Garçon on Monday night. So he's good either way. I just wanted to throw that out there because we get a lot of emailers kind of saying, ah, I'm torn between these two guys, but since this guy's playing on Monday night, I'm going to go with him, you know? Not a smart move. It almost seems like you're just doing it just for the fact that you get to watch them. Exactly. No, if everything's equal, if they're right down the middle, right, and it's equal, and that's your decision, and that's that's fine. But, right. If it's a coin flip, it's fine. Uh, you know, it kind of goes along with you know drafting with your heart. You know, playing your you know you can't do anything with you. You have no heart. You got to be heartless in mm-hmm. fantasy football. But uh. Bill, seriously, Garcon, I mean, what's the upside with him this week? It's huge. Oh, it's incredible. I wanted, you know, there's one of those guys. Pierre Garcon is one of those guys, like a T.Y. Hilton, like a Josh Gordon, 
at the wide receiver position that I wanted to get on every single one of my teams. And can you believe, out of all the leagues that I did, I only get them in tw- two leagues, and they're not even my big money leagues. I was so disappointed that I didn't get to grab Pierre Garçon. I was all over him last year. He came out like gangbusters in week one against the Saints. And then he got that damn toe injury, was yep. never the same. Yep. And by the time he was back in action, RG3 got hurt. So I was all over Pierre Garçon last year, very upset I did not get him in my big money leagues this year. I couldn't agree more. Um, I was however, able to get Gordon and Hilton on almost all of my teams. I have like, Gordon and Hilton. I do yeah. have Gordon and Hilton, yeah. I do as well. Um, last night, a huge draft for me, and I really thought I was going to get Garcon. He went about a round earlier than his ADP, and <laughs> kind of screwed me. <laughs> and I was stuck with someone like Hakeem Nix, which I'm not, not pleased with, but kind of had to take him at that point. Um, like you said, man, nobody throws a better deep ball in than RG three, than RG three, nobody yeah. people underestimate that he really can throw a great deep ball, and this guy is a premier deep threat, so it's a match made in heaven. Uh, st- uh, radio at footballnation.com is our email address. We have a couple questions here from Mad Dog. He's got three teams he wants us to help start his uh, set his starting lineup. Todd, uh, pick three of these wide receivers: Demarius Thomas, Mike Wallace, Torrey Smith, Bolden. It's a half a point PPR league. All right. Well, DT's in. Yep. Oh, Bolden. I like, I like Smith and Bolden. Smith and Bolden. Who's the fourth? Mike Wallace. I want to see what Mike Wallace can do with the Miami Dolphins this year. I want to see the kind of chemistry he's, he has with Ryan he's Tannehill. He's a guy that slipped in a lot of my drafts. And he could be a big-time steal. Yeah, I think people are just kind of you know, wondering what kind of passing game the Dolphins provide. Uh, I, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Thomas and Smith are no-brainers for me. And um, I'm going to lean Bolden yeah. against the Green Bay Packers defense over Wallace. Play the wait-and-see game with Wallace. You can afford to do that because your top two receivers are so strong. He has a question about his tight end, Jermaine Gresham or Brandon Pettigrew. I'm going to tell him to go with Brandon Pettigrew. How about these three wide receivers in his second team? Randall Cobb, Dwayne Bowe, Mike Wallace again, Wes Welker, Deshaun Jackson, or T.Y. Hill. And, man, are his receivers loaded. I like Bowe. I like Cobb. And I'm going to go with Deshaun Jackson over Wes Welker. I will agree. I like the matchup there. I mean, T.Y. Hilton against the Raiders is nice, too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not putting him in over Bauer Cobb. I mean, those guys are true number no, one no, no, receivers. No, 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 no. Those two guys are in. The question is, who's the wide receiver three? You know, I, I like Deshaun. Yeah, I, I like him this week. You got to try to trade one of those guys, um, Mad Dog, because those receivers. I mean, you're locked and loaded. You can only use three of them. I would six. try to upgrade. Yeah, I would try to upgrade at your running back spot. Uh, Witten or Sudfeld? I'm going to go with Sudfeld. As long as Rob Gronkowski is out of the lineup, Zach Sudfeld will be in my starting lineup. Huh. Half point PPR. Yeah. Witten doesn't get in the end zone enough. But, but he always dominates. The, he always dominates the Giants. I know. I'm, you know what? I, I like both options. I'm in a similar situation, but I've got Vern Davis in Sudfeld. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to go Vern. So I'm going to tell this guy to go Witten. I'm going to tell him to go Sudfeld. There you go. All right, different. What are you going to tell me there? to go? I got Vern and Sudfeld. Who would, who would you I, I would tell you to go Vernon. I like Vernon. Okay. Sure do. Gets the Packers. Okay. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero. Let me try that again. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. We're going to go to Anthony in Chicago. Has a question about his flex spot. What's up, Ant? Hey, how's it going, Billy? 
It's going all right, man. What's yeah. up? Well, I got a question for you guys over there today. Uh, you know, gearing up for week one here and just want to make an impact on my league right from the get-go. And I got a little spot question for you guys. Looking at my flex position, I'm a 10-team PPR league, and I'm looking at Cecil Shorts or Frank Gore. What are you guys thinking? Gore. Oh, you, you got to go with Gore on this one. And, and uh, Anthony, we appreciate the phone call. You have to go with Frank Gore in a matchup against the Green Bay Packers. We saw what they did to them, ran all over them last year in the playoffs. Cecil Shorts I like, but I'm always leaning towards running backs uh, in, in a half a point PPR league o- over the wide receivers in the flex spot. FFCPI has Frank Gore number 15 in the running back category. And uh, Cecil Schwartz, 28 wide receivers. So this is a no-brainer. you got to go with Gore. Look at the matchup, though. The Packers. Packers, D. Oh, Not impressive last year. No. I mean, you can run all over those guys. Yeah. Yep. That's the uh, let's Sticking with the phone lines, 855-478-7030, we got Daniel in Virginia has a quarterback question. What's up, Dan? Hey, how are you all? Doing great, man. What do you got for us today? Um, I have two questions. Uh, regarding two teams that I have. Uh, one, I'm projected to lose regardless of what quarterback I start. And I have Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. I'm not sure which one to go with. All right. First of all, Bill, who cares Don't about listen the to the projections. Who gives a crap about those stupid projections? <laughs> what site are you on? You on Yahoo? You on CBS? You on ESPN? What are you using? I'm on Yahoo. Yeah, I mean, give me a break with some of these projections. You know, they're just so ridiculous sometimes. It makes me sick. Whenever I see the projections and, like, people get upset or they get uh, excited about what they're projected to do that week, I I guarantee if you keep track of when you're projected to win or when you're projected to lose, nine times out of ten it's going to be wrong. Yeah. So so here's his question, Bill. Yeah, what what do you got? Against the Saints – or Aaron Rodgers at the Niners. I'm going Matt Ryan here in what has to be a shootout. I think that game is going to be the highest-scoring matchup all week. Uh, week one shootout, I'm calling it. The Saints and the Falcons, big-time offenses, absolutely go with Matt Ryan this week. He can be the difference maker in that stupid projected uh, score, or whatever they're calling it, over at Yahoo. Go with Matt Ryan. Don't worry about the projected score. You'll be fine. Um, well, the thing is, you know how Matt Ryan's going to uh, New Orleans with the return of Coach Payton. I mean, just playing in that dome, it's going to be so loud. I don't know if he's going to be able to handle all that pressure. What do you think about He'll that? He'll handle it. He'll handle it, Dan. <laughs> they, don't worry about it. The pressure, you know, Matty Ice is called Matty Ice for a reason. Uh, we finally got that playoff monkey off his back. He won his first playoff game last year. He plays down in New Orleans twice a year. So yeah, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm, I'm not more worried about, about Aaron Rodgers right. going out the candlestick against that defense and who knows yeah. what kind of weather and wind and all that crap. Uh, we saw what happened in the playoffs last year. So it's Matt Ryan, and it, it, I mean he's gonna he's golden. By the way, I mean how does he get these two quarterbacks on one roster? But um, this this week, Matt Ryan, don't even sweat it. Todd, what do you think about those projections, weekly oh. matchup projections? Like, are they right, the so worst? They're so bad. We did so a draft bad. last night. Let, let me rant on this for a second. Yeah, so go we ahead. did a draft last night, and you know one of, the, one of the fancy new bells and whistles for these sites, I think it was CBS, is the whole, like, draft recap thing, where they, 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 they spit out, like, an automated, complete recap of who did well in the draft. Right. Do you know what I mean? And they give you like a paragraph that's like some some robot that writes you know it writes uh it's, you know it writes a paragraph some computerized BS yeah. report. The guy that 
is like supposed to win the league. The the best pick was like Mike Vick in the eighth round. Oh, it drives like, me crazy. I'm like this. I'm like what? This is the guy that's going to win the league. His his draft was very average. And they're like, oh, he got Vic in the eighth round, which was a steal. I'm like, really? I mean, Kaepernick was still on the board, and <laughs> what are you talking about? Forget that. Forget it. Those projections are a joke. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, don't look into those too much. It's kind of cool to see uh, what the computer thinks your team is going to do, only if you need to make one or two lineup decisions. But that's what FFChamps.com is for. We help you make those hard decisions. Our weekly rankings are one of the most accurate in the entire Internet when it comes and to Bill, fantasy football. And, Bill, let me football. interrupt you here. And by the way, those projections don't uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? They, they don't reconcile themselves after the week is over. But at, at FF Champs, we do with the FCCPI. Right. We actually grade our rankings the day, you know, the day after the week is over. So we give you the rankings, and then we grade ourselves. You know, where did we get it right? Where did we get it wrong? It's it's actually pretty cool. The FFCPI analysis tool. Right. So if we do a bad job, which we rarely ever do, you'll see it on the website. We don't yep. shy away from yep. any mistakes. Sometimes a player goes crazy. For instance, Bryce Brown last year maybe put together two of the best running back performances in back-to-back weeks. But when he first had that game, we didn't have him as high. So we looked like fools, but. Who could have predicted that Bryce Brown was going to blow up? But it's right there on the FFCPI analysis. We do not shy away from any of the bad picks we make because we're so confident in our ability to help people win their fantasy football leagues, to help people set their matchups or set their lineups week in and week out that we have no problem showing you guys the analysis, yeah, exactly. showing you guys basically our report card on a week-to-week basis. Right, but these, these uh, robot projections on these other sites don't do that. That's my point. You know? Oh, no, no, no. They no don't way. say, you don't get a report on Tuesday that says, well, we thought you were going to lose 131 to 117, but you won, you know, 170 to 94. Right. <laughs> no, Oops, they don't we do got that. It wrong. No, they don't do that. They don't have any of that variant stuff, nothing. So they're fun. I mean, the only thing that they're good for, in my view, is just forget the, the projection part, but just the head to head. You know, okay, I've got Aaron Rodgers, he's got Matt Ryan. You know what I mean? I take a glance at that, just, it's, you know, side by side. Uh, we got to. Got a couple emails to get to, Todd, before we uh, want to take a break. Radio at footballnation.com is how you can reach us on email. If you're listening to us on demand, we answer your lineup questions at FFChamps, at Bill Enright, at CFFGeek. Send us a tweet if you're listening to us on demand. Let's go back to the emails. uh, Dan Perry, my man, Perry04. Oh, boy, I feel bad for him. This is one of my FF champs guys, Todd. He was caller number four. He just missed out on that $200 ticket. Dan, I am sorry. I don't play favorites, but if I did, you would have been my favorite to win the contest. I apologize. Caller number four, better luck next time. I'm sure we'll have some exciting giveaways all season long. Uh, He's in a non-PPR league, Todd. He needs to start three wide receivers. Randall Cobb, Vincent Jackson, Mike Wallace, or Anquan Bolden. We're seeing that Mike Wallace name pop up in all these emails, aren't we? And, they, and it's usually paired with Anquan Bolden, I feel like. Yeah, I know. Well, Cobb and he, – he says Cobb and uh, VJAX are in. So Right. We both agree with that. So he says, is there any reason I should start uh, Bolden over Mike Wallace? He's a you little know? bit concerned about Brown's cornerback, Joe Hayden. Yeah. And I <laughs> – we talked about it before. I'm, I'm kind of feeling all right with Bolden. Bolden is my 27th wide receiver in the same tier. Mike Wallace, just two spots ahead of him. They're only separated by a point. 
Yeah, I I, th- I don't know. I I have more confidence in week one. I just have more confidence in Bolden for some reason. I kind of I think- would rather play wait and see with Wallace if I can. It's a non-PPR, so I'm going to say Mike Wallace here. I think it was even a half point or a full point PPR. I would go with Bolden. But since it's non-PPR, it's Mike Wallace close. can catch one pass for 70 yards and a touchdown. That's true. So I'd go with the explosion, especially with Randall Cobb and Vincent Jackson already in your lineup. Take a risk on Mike uh, Wallace this week. Uh, Todd, what do you say we take a break? Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com will be our guest in the next segment. We're going to go over a lot of seg- a lot of topics in the next segment. We're going to make our Super Bowl predictions. We're going to talk about week one bets that can't go wrong. Kerry Byrne, ColdHardFootballFacts.com has incredible stats when it comes to winning NFL football games. He's going to reveal his quality stat secrets Next, you're listening to Football Nation on the Football Nation Radio Network. Football Nation, there is no off-season. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Footballnation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. 
NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on footballnation.com. Simply sign up for free at footballnation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Every football fan has a... This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. Welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you. Just getting started in the second hour of our live radio show. If you're listening to us on demand or maybe you have to cut out for a little bit, you can always hit us up or follow us on Twitter uh, at Bill Enright. Todd is at CFF Geek. You can follow the Football Nation account, FBall Nation. But don't forget, on demand, the podcast available on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on FFChamps.com, on FootballNation.com. Todd, we make it pretty easy to for people to find the show in case they aren't listening live. Yeah, man. And we get uh, hit from all angles, and that's that's the way we like it, my friend. Keeping us busy, keeping us on our toes. Hey, before we move on to the next segment, Bill, earlier in the uh, show, we posed the question, you know, the last time three wide receivers from the same team finished in the top 25 at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to figure out who it was. 2004 Colts, Bill. You had Reggie Wayne. You had the uh, aforementioned Marvin Harrison. All right, so I was right about the I was right about those two players and Brandon Stokely. Ah, Stokely. Yeah. So Reggie Wayne, twelve hundred yards receiving, twelve touchdowns. Uh, Marvin Harrison, eleven hundred and fifteen touchdowns, and Stokely almost eleven hundred and ten touchdowns. So there you go. You know Marvin Harrison. I some people just. He was so quiet off the field that I think some people forget how good he was. Like he wasn't Terrell Owens. He wasn't. He wasn't Terrell Owens. He wasn't uh, Randy Moss, who were really loud off the field and always causing controversy. Marvin Harrison. <laughs> I mean, if you had him in fantasy football throughout his career, he was. He was just amazing. Would he have 15 touchdowns that year? Like, yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah, and uh, to think that. <laughs> Him, Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne's still putting up great numbers. It, it's, I know. It's, it's, it's awesome. The interesting really thing, awesome. though, and we've, we've talked a lot this preseason about, you know, again, the Broncos. This is the reason it came up was because of the Broncos with Demarius Thomas and Decker and, and, and Welker. You know, the, the, the number of catches for these three Colts, Bill, was 86, 77, and 68. Right? Mm. So none, nobody was able to get over 100 or even close to it. So, you know, just a word to the wise, if you're, you know, expecting huge things from the Broncos, um, they all scored a lot of touchdowns. They all scored double-digit touchdowns. But, you know, Welker, who caught, what, 118 balls last year, he's going to be hard-pressed to do that again in, in this offense with those other two wide receivers. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, top 25, I just don't think it's that much of a reach. If you're in a PPR league, can you really imagine Wes Welker not finishing in the top five? Uh, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying, I, I, I think he can catch like 90 balls. I don't think he's going to catch 110, 115, 120. No? Yes? <sighs> no, 85. I think is going to be his number this year. Not 110, not 120. I mean, he it's Look a big difference from his time with the Patriots. You want to, you, uh, this is going way back, but let's go. Let's stick with this Marvin Harrison comparison, okay? Okay. Marvin Harrison, prior to Reggie Wayne getting on the scene, four years, okay, four years in a row. Here's the number of receptions for Marvin Harrison, okay? 115, 102, 109, 143. Are you nuts? Then Reggie Wayne kind of gets into the mix. 94. One, wait, he had 143 receptions that year? Holy 2002. Cow. 2002. Right, right. Wow. But then Reggie Wayne kind of gets involved. Now, from 143, he goes down to 94, 86, 82, 95, and then, uh, then his career tailed off after that because he was getting older. But um, you get the point, you know? When you have two, three wide receivers in the mix, it's hard to get over 100 receptions. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Not, I, think, I think 85 is right in his wheelhouse. And that's fine. Sure. Yeah. That's fine, but we had a lot of callers talking about matching his production at the Patriots. I no, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. He's not going to come close to that. No. Nope, not going to do it. Yeah, man. Can't Marvin Harrison, 2002, Bill, 143 catches, dude. Oh, that's insane. 1722 that yards. That is so crazy. Only 11 touchdowns. Only. <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. All right. Speaking of Wes Welker and his former team of the New England Patriots, we're bringing on Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Kerry, what's going on, my man? You pumped up for week one. Football's back. Gentlemen, I'm pumped. We got new stats, new features, new new everything, new analysis. I'm really excited. We're looking at football. A whole, you know, We always look at football in new and interesting ways at ColdHard, and I think this year is going to be our best yet, guys. Kerry, we were talking, Todd and I were talking about um, the difference between Wes Welker and Danny Amendola and what the, if Danny Amendola can be just kind of a plug and play replacement for Welker. But you don't really look at individual performances. You look at the team overall statistics. How good have the Patriots been in terms of their passing efficiency over the last few years? And do you think it's going to change now that the Pats lost some of their key playmakers? No, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to change. Uh, you know, they may not score 557 points, but who's going to? You know what I mean? They were, what, the fourth highest scoring offense in history last year. So, yeah, I think they take a step back. But what? What do they score, 450 points? I mean, they only one team last year was within 100 points of the Patriots scoring. So even if they even if they have a big drop-off with the loss of Welker and, you know, the entire receiving core, we all know, this is still, still going to be a very effective offense. And it's... What makes it effective, Bill, is it's not just the passing game. We all know we all know Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks in football, one of the best of all time, right? Uh, yeah. What makes this offense great is that they're so deadly efficient in all phases of the game. Uh, and I'll throw two stats out for you. The Patriots were number two last year in Russia rating. It's our measure of overall effectiveness of the rushing game. It's one of the new stats we're looking at. Offensive Russia rating, defensive Russia rating, and the differential. And the Redskins were number one. You know, RG3 obviously helped a lot with his great explosive running ability. But the Patriots were the second most effective rushing team in football last year uh, and led the NFL in rushing touchdowns. So that's a deadly – Tom Brady, with one of the league's best rushing attacks, is a deadly combination. That's how you score 
557 points. And the other factor is team intelligence. You know, we, we have a new indicator where we're using this here at Cold Heart Football Facts Insider. We call it the intelligence index. It's a measure of how smart teams are, how well they play situational football. And the Patriots are masters of situational football. And last year proved that they were number two in team intelligence. I mean, this is a team that does everything well, guys. It, it really does. Kerry, when you talk about smart teams, obviously the Patriots are one of the smartest in the NFL, as you just said. Who are some of the dumb teams, and why does this uh, intelligence index help you make NFL bets, help you make wagers well, on this Sunday? This is the exciting part, Bill, and I'm, and I'm glad you asked, is that uh, the, the reality is people don't look at team intelligence. We look at physical qualities. We look at statistical, statistical production, physical capabilities, you know, and that's really most important, right? What we think it is, uh, you know, you need great athletes to win games, as Jonathan Comey wrote in our look at the intelligence index. Uh, but you know what? A lot of very talented teams play stupid football, and no better example last year than the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Everyone talked about all the talent they had. They've been talking about that since the Dream Team two years ago. But they were 31st in our intelligence index, just ahead of the Chiefs, who were not a talented team. So Philadelphia had plenty of talent, but they played poorly. They were deadly, dead bad in situational football, in the red zone, with turnovers, with key penalties. Uh as a result, they went 3-12-1 against the spread. People continued to overvalue them all year because they're looking at the Eagles' talent and not looking at them as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as team intelligence, as, as their ability to play smart situational football. They were a dumb team. But they're just one example, guys. If you look at the four worst teams in football last year in the intelligence index, they went 19-44-1 against the spread. 30% against the spread. So if you look at our intelligence index, you look at the dumb teams, you bet against them, guys. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna do very, very well. Not only, this was not a one-year thing. If you look at the dumbest teams in football since 2010, they've got to combine 52-106-2 against the spread. That's 330. And, and why, why this is key, guys, is nobody else is doing this. Nobody else except Cold Hard Football Facts and Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders, and I encourage your listeners to become members, uh, nobody is looking at football this way, guys. And if you do, if you if you look at things nobody else, uh, uh, you know, factors that nobody else is looking at, uh, you're going to find value in the marketplace. I mean, this is incredible stuff that if you're a dumb team, you not only lose, you, you're even worse against the spread. You're even worse against the spread than you are in actual wins and losses because people overvalue you. They're not taking into account your intelligence, your team intelligence, how well you play in situational football. And we do it at Cold Heart Football Facts Insider. Bill, or... Uh... Kerry, exactly. I mean, you, you break it down differently. You know, when you hear the analysts on TV trying to break down the game, they talk about, like, time of possession and establishing the run and all that garbage. Uh, you guys break it down. I, I like it. You break it down smart and dumb, and you also break it down with who the sexy teams are. And sexy <laughs> isn't always a good thing when we're talking about betting games. Talk about who the sexiest team is out there and how that affects the betting public. Well, let, let me cite an example. I mean, we still... We, we, you know, the storylines will develop over the next couple of weeks, and we'll find out who's sexy and who's not. You know, uh, it, it, sexy teams are always overvalued. Let's put up the Eagles again from the past couple of years. They've been dreadful against the spread because they're sexy. They have talented players, but they're, they're not a great team. Uh, the great example last year were the San Francisco 49ers, guys. Alex Smith was quarterback for, you know, one and a half seasons. Over two years, the 49ers went 20-11-1. Against the spread, guys. 641 against the spread. 
And they were particularly, they were deadly effective in 2011 and early in, in 2012 with Alex Smith, Alex Smith at quarterback. The reason why is they were looked at as a workmanlike team, right? A meat and potatoes bunch with an efficient quarterback and a good defense. And that's not sexy. People don't overvalue that. So they were hammering, they were hammering uh, the line. They were killing the line. They were winning week after week against the spread. What happened when they put in Colin Kaepernick? He's this long, lean, athletic guy. He kisses guns in the end zone. They became <laughs> a sexy, star-powered team. And what happened? They started being overvalued. They started losing against the spread, including 0-2 in the NFC title game and in the Super Bowl. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders went 2-0, and betting against the 49ers in those two games after riding them for you know almost two entire seasons because they were undervalued. People looked at Colin Kaepernick. Suddenly this team's aura changed from workmanlike to sexy. And the public began to overvalue them, and the proof is in the numbers. And by the way, Colin Kaepernick was no more effective in the key efficiency indicators we look at than Alex Smith. So that's where the value was. We were looking at the same numbers all along. We saw the 49ers really didn't get any better in, in key indicators like real quarterback rating. Alex Smith was deadly in real quarterback rating, the most important stat in football. In fact, he produced two of the four best performances in all of 2012 in real quarterback rating. But people weren't looking at the efficiency he didn't pass for 300 yards, so people didn't think Smith was sexy. Kaepernick comes in, and it seems to play a whole new type of game, even though the numbers were really no different at the end of the day, and people overvalue them. It's simple as that. Don't get lured in by the sexy player or the sexy team. You'll get hammered if you do. Terry Byrne from ColdHeartFootballFacts.com is on the line with us. He's one of our partners at Football Nation. Carry all the quality stats that you do. The bottom line is it helps people win their NFL wagers, helps people win when they're making bets for NFL football games, what is the most important stat? What is the one that has the best record that when you follow this stat, you're going to win your NFL bet? Well, you know what? I'm going to look at it two ways. I don't want to give away. I don't want to give away all our secrets, okay? But one that we've been talking about, uh, you know, let folks become insiders. That's really where the, where the great stuff is. But one stat that you need to follow is the one I just talked about: real quarterback rating, guys. This measures all aspects of quarterbacking play. It has the highest correlation to victory of any stat in football and maybe in all of sports. If you win this indicator, you usually win the game, including, guys, last year, the top 102 performances in real quarterback rating differential out of 512 performances, right? There's 256 games, two teams in every game, 512 performances. The top 102 performances in real quarterback rating, those teams won 101 and 1. It's almost a perfect stat. That's really, if you're not looking at that stat, you're not able to analyze football, quite frankly, guys. And we, we track all that. Uh, and that's the correlation of victory, we call it. We also have what we call predictive rate of victory. And this is what predict, these are the stats that best predict winners and losers. And there's one stat. It's one stat people know, but I want them to become a cold hard football facts insider to find out about it. That predicts winners in two out of three NFL games all by itself. Not looking at anything else. This one stat predicts winners in two out of three NFL games. And, guys, that's the powerful information we have at, at Insider that we arm you with to, to, you know, help you pick winners. Not only that, you know, we, we have the king of props, John Dudley, writing for us this year. He analyzes the prop marketplace each, each uh, uh I loved each that week. article, Kerry. I loved his props article, king of props, the, the, where the value is in the season-long prop bets. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the great value in that, guys, is that, you know, points, the point spread market is, is a very tough market there. They're analyzed by everybody and their uncle, you know, including the cold-out football facts, but Vegas, obviously, everybody. The, the, point spread, the, point spread, the point spreads are intensely scrutinized. The prop market is not, because there's so many different prop plays out there, different books issue different props. 
what the King of Props does is he, this is his life. This is what he does. He goes and finds the best value in the prop marketplace, and he gives, he gives those suggestions for them a week, by the way, to Cold Heart Football Facts Insiders, including his uh, a very, good, very good prop tonight in the, in the Baltimore-Denver uh, game. And then another guy, one of our new contributors, Sean O'Neill, what he does, he interviews the, the bookmakers in Las Vegas and tells you what they're looking at, what, what factors influence their decisions when they're setting lines. And he's got, he's got a great story today talking, uh, talking to guys like Jeff, Jeff Sherman from the Las Vegas Hotel Superbook, uh, Frank Doyle, an arts maker in Vegas. And these guys are telling you what, what factors they look at when they're setting lines. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff, guys. Kerry, one other item I wanted to get to before we actually get to breaking down a game or two here is t- talk about you know the the home team kind of mentality, the public team. What happens when fans bet on their home team? You know, how does that play into the general you know uh, betting world? Because there's some interesting trends that you've uncovered there on cold hard. Yeah, in fact, insider. one of the, you know our, our uh, Vegas insiders, our bookmakers, we're you know we're interviewing each week. Uh, Talk about this. Uh, it's a very known phenomenon. Listen, we know some teams are more popular than others, right? But what happens is most fans don't think and bet analytically, right? They're rooting for their favorite team, and they're making, they're making financial decisions based on irrational fan, <laughs> fan right. hopes and dreams and betting on their team, even if it's not a good, even if it's not a good idea. Uh, and, and, and Vegas knows this. You know, in the, in the popular teams, they cited them. Dallas, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, perpetually popular teams. And what, what, what they call them in Vegas are the public teams. That's the word they use. They're known as public teams. Uh, and by the way, they say the Patriots are the top public team uh, in football right now, perpetually the most popular team and the most popular bet. But, you know, you look at Dallas, America's team, right? They are, they are perpetually popular going back, you know, 40 years now. They've been America's team since the 1970s. Sure. They are one of the worst-performing bets against the spread uh, because they get overvalued. They're, 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 their number gets juiced up. By the public, you know, because people keep throwing money at them, whether they're a good bet or not. And Dallas has, you know, one of the worst track records, one of the best franchises right on the field, you know, for 40 years, 45 years now, but one of the worst bets because they're so popular that people are throwing money on them just because they're fans of the Dallas Cowboys. So just something to watch out for. One, you know, if you're a fan, you know, don't, don't, don't be a fan with your wallet. You know, think rationally. Use the code out football facts. Use the stats we use. Whatever factor you want to use. You know, be rational and take you know, the don't, don't take, out take the emotion out of it. That's what we do. That's why we're the cold hard football facts, uh, Todd, because we take the emotion out of it. We have no emotion. It's only the harsh and alterable reality of the raw <laughs> numbers and what they're telling us. But you can't. You couldn't have said it any better, Kerry. How many? How many times do you see overinflated lines? If you even talk about college football, like Notre Dame, you know, the Cowboys. Perfect Notre example Dame. of a public team in college football. Notre Dame, the most popular team in exactly. football. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, Kerry, let's get this cut to the chase here. We're at week one, right? We got a full slate of games, no bye weeks in week one. Yep. What game are you uh, taking particular interest in? Break a, break a game down for us, make a pick, show everybody your true talents at picking these games. <laughs> well, let's look at one game. This is, this is kind of a, uh, a game that I think you know, might scare away a lot of people because it's the biggest number of the week, but New England's minus 10 at Buffalo. Minus right? 10. Now, that's, that's a. That's a dangerous number right in any nfl game you know 52 percent of nfl games are decided by uh eight points or less you know within you know within a touchdown and, and conversion or less so 10 10 points is a lot uh you know a lot to give especially for a team on the road but i, I gotta tell you guys this is setting up 
to me, is a perfect storm in favor of the Patriots. Let me let me throw out some numbers for you right now. Uh, the Patriots are 18-1 and one against the Bills in their last 19 games, dating back to <laughs> 2003. Good. Wow. It's one of the most, this is one of the most lopsided periods of, you know, one team dominance over another in the entire history of the NFL. The Patriots are not only 18-1 and one in those 19 games, they've won by an average score of 32-15. to 15. And <laughs> not only that, they're even better in Buffalo. They have one loss in Buffalo, but the average game in Buffalo is 33-13. to 13. Dating back to the when the Patriots lost, it's known in, in Boston as the Lawyer Malloy game. It was Week One, two thousand three. Uh, the Patriots had just cut Lawyer Malloy. Hands up with Buffalo. The Patriots go to Buffalo for Week One. They lose thirty-one to nothing. The most humiliating loss of the Bill Belichick era. Uh, and it's, you know, and, and everyone. It was a, the game where Tom Jackson on ESPN said the Patriots hate their coach. Since then, that's that spawned the streak. Since then, the Patriots are eighteen and one, and since that loss, they've outscored the Bills in Buffalo thirty-three to thirteen. So, uh, even at minus ten, if the Patriots were minus ten in every game over this nineteen-game stretch, they'd be eleven seven and one against the spread. Mm. I mean, this to me—I mean, if you're looking for trends in your favor, if you—if you're—I uh, understand folks are going to be wary of a big number like that, but like I said, this to me is a perfect storm. Uh, in favor of the Patriots, the, 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 looking at our quality stats, Buffalo was dead last on the defensive hog index last year, the worst defensive front in football, 28th in defensive efficiency, uh, 32nd in defensive Russia rating. I talked earlier how the Patriots were second in offensive Russia rating. Uh, the Bills were the worst run defense in football last year. Uh, this, I just see the Patriots having, having their way however they want to do it uh, on Sunday in Buffalo. You don't think that uh, E.J. Manuel is going to put up a big number? Huh? <laughs> and that's the other thing. They're playing against – part of that perfect storm is playing, you know, yes. not only a bad defense, but playing against a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback making their NFL debuts against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Uh, I just – you know, listen, guys, it's the NFL, stranger things have happened. Uh, but this this just shapes up as, as, you know, if you're in a knockout pool, and I know you don't want to waste a premier team like New England early, but, you know, this is this is – this is looking pretty good. E.J. Manuel, by the way, last year in the watered-down ACC on a talent-laden Florida State team, Bill, 10 interceptions. That's unacceptable in a 12-game season. This guy is not exactly uh, Mr. Safe Play, E.J. Manuel. <laughs> so I like Kerry's pick here. I think, the yeah, the number's a little scary, but he just broke it down for you. 18-1, and one. average score in Buffalo during that stretch, 33-13. to 13. Rookie quarterback, rookie coach. Whoa. And, and Todd, by the way, Todd and Bill, you know, we size up every team at Cold Art Football Facts Insider. Besides write our picks, we, we size up every team across the board. You can compare them in 22 different quality stats. Every aspect of every team broken down in, in great detail so you can see the matchups. Uh, among those 22 stats, the Patriots were better than the Bills last year in 20 of 22. Oh. So, and, you know, that's just, uh, it, you know, and the, and the Patriots, you know, I know the Bills scored a lot of points in their second meeting, but, you know, the history is what the history is, and, and I just don't see how Buffalo, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's sad to be a Buffalo Bills fan, but I don't see how they climb out of this one. Carrie, you know, it's funny that you break it down. Not funny, it's interesting, because most people that watch NFL, most people that would bet on the NFL, they would look at the Patriots and they would say, 
Uh, you know, they lost too many of their uh, receivers. They lost Aaron Hernandez. Rob Gronkowski's not playing. But it doesn't matter about the individuals. It just matters about how the team produces as a team. So that's why you bring a unique perspective because you're not just giving your opinion. It's just all facts. And, and listen, of course, if you're a Patriots fan, you have to be worried. You know, they lost 88% of their receiving production, uh, you know, with Gronkowski still out. I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty traumatic hit to a, to a to an offense. But, you know, Tom Brady, in his first six, seven years in the league, had different journeyman receivers every year. Remember when they said, you know, they 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 cut, uh, I, forget, I forget if they cut Dion Branch and put him on waivers or, or traded him. I, I forget what happened, but Branch was his binky, right? Mm-hmm. And when he was gone, everyone said, oh, this is going to ruin Tom Brady. He just got better and better and better. And then when they started putting Randy Moss around him, you know, obviously he went through the roof. And, and you know, Wes Welker was tremendous. You know, over a six-year period, Wes Welker caught more passes than any receiver in the history of football. But he was a he was a special teams nobody with Miami before being paired with Tom Brady. In the NFL, the quarterback really makes the receiver, and I think I think Tom Brady's going to be poised to have, you know, maybe not a 2007 2010 type season, but but pretty damn close to it, guys. I mean, he's always produced. He has a great ground game around him. They have a very good offensive line year after year, and I don't see how this team doesn't score 450 points anyway. What do you All think, right, Bill? Want to have a little fun before Kerry goes and uh, ask him for a Super Bowl prediction? Hey, you know, we're heading into week one. We like to make predictions. Josh, make sure you're recording. Make sure you're writing this down because at the end of the year, January, February, February uh, 3rd or 4th, I think the Super Bowl, we're going to play this back. And we'll see which one of us, which which one of you two knuckleheads is going to, you know, I'm obviously going to get my prediction correct. Both, both <laughs> teams will Carolina, be confident. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bill, Bill, Bill. Didn't you have Carolina in the Super Bowl last year? They weren't, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl? <laughs> All right. Just so you know, I remember your prediction last year involved Cam Newton. My my prediction this year is going to be money. Carrie, but we'll let you start it off. Go ahead. Super Bowl prediction, Super Bowl 48 in New York, cold weather game. Give us the two teams, AFC, NFC, and who's winning. Uh, I haven't issued my victory yet, um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, put it right here. Seattle over New England in Super Bowl forty-eight. Seattle I, over I have, the Patriots. We have right now live on Cold Hard Football Facts six reasons why Seattle is going to the Super Bowl. We got coming up six reasons why the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Seattle is good, and it was my my darling team last year. They just had a uh, just a great up-and-coming team. I think they're going to be even better this year. Number one defense in football. Very efficient, young star, athletic quarterback. They were the smartest team in football on our intelligence index last year. Uh, a lot of reasons to like the Seahawks. And the Patriots are part of its default. Who, who's going who's, who's to be better than the Patriots this year? Uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos? I don't know. A lot of defensive attrition there. And we all know Peyton Manning's history in the postseason. Yes. Uh, they always seem to come up short in the big game in the postseason. I know Peyton Manning fans don't like to hear it, but that's the reality. Matt Schaub is not a Super Bowl quarterback. Andy Dalton's not a Super Bowl quarterback. I like the Steelers to rebound. Uh, I think they're going to play a lot smarter last year. They were they were a very inefficient football team last year. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, obviously, we know what the issues are there. I think the, the Patriots have as good a shot as anybody to get there, and I really like Seattle. And don't forget, Seattle beat up the 49ers last year in the, their second meeting. The That's biggest right. loss suffered by Jim Harbaugh's 49ers in two seasons. Right, Richard, Bill, Richard, Sher- Richard Sherman gave uh, Tom Brady, you mad, bro, last year. Remember that? That's right. The Seahawks beat, you know, don't forget the Seahawks beat the Patriots, you know? Right. All right, All right so 
this really Todd, sucks. Kerry has the Seahawks and the Patriots. Todd, who are you going with? This really sucks because I had the same exact thing. Good. I'm glad that both of you suckers have these two ridiculous teams making the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing the Pats in the Super Bowl. The Seahawks are so overhyped. Both of you knuckleheads both got the Seahawks and the Patriots. Todd, which one you got winning? I have the uh, – well, I don't have a winner. Want me to have a winner? Yeah, you have to have a winner. Carrie's taking the Seahawks to win, so you might want to heed your bet and take the Patriots to win. You know, it's been a long time since the England's won it. I'm going to go Patriots. All right. So Todd has the Patriots over the Seahawks. Carrie has the Seahawks over the Patriots. Here's mine blowing you guys out of the water. Mark Panthers, it down. Panthers, September, Jets. September 5th. <laughs> Mark it down. Bill Enright makes Super Bowl prediction for Super Bowl 48. The Atlanta Falcons will take on the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning versus Matt Ryan. Improved defense of the Atlanta Falcons. Von Miller will be improve, help improve the Denver Broncos defense the second half of the year. Both of these teams are making the Super Bowl, and Peyton Manning will get his second Super Bowl ring after the Broncos beat the Falcons at MetLife Stadium in February. Now that's how you make a Super Bowl prediction. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, listen, we're, you're, you're going to look like you may look like a genius at the end of the year, but I don't know if that's. I think that's just uh, talk about two kind of overhyped teams, Bill. You know, you knocked us for picking yeah, overhyped teams. I think you're. I think that's the pot calling the kettle black. Last year. Uh, both of you guys picked the Seahawks to beat the Falcons, and I was the only one to pick the Falcons to beat the Seahawks. I was correct on that matter. In the NFC Championship, I really thought the Falcons were going to win. They were up by 11 points, but they blew the game. That will not happen again. Matt Ryan is determined. He's focused. Got a big-time $100 million contract extension. Bill, the game's you can't gonna wipe be, the smile off his face. The game's going to be in Seattle, all right? No, I don't know. And what's going to happen, and by the way, I know Kerry doesn't care about this, but Seattle, by the way, by that point in the year, they're going to have a shiny hood ornament named Percy Harvin back on the on the field, too. Nobody beats Seattle in Seattle. Uh, in Seattle. Well, Matty we'll Ice see. will be Matty Fogg in that game, and they will lose. <laughs> Matty Fogg. Seahawks are the team. I think Kaepernick's going to have uh, – I don't think he's going to get get him back to the Super Bowl. And uh, I can't trust Peyton Manning in the – how many Super Bowls has Peyton Manning – been in two, two, in like four hundred years he's been in the league, and more one in play, playoff one and done than than any quarterback in the history of football. But yeah. that all that all that means to me is that he made the playoffs more than any quarterback in the history. No, yeah, I mean he's made him a lot. I mean, listen, he's a great quarterback, but I'm just just the history is what the history is. That usually his teams badly underperform in the postseason, and and I know last year you know it was hardly all on him. You know there was a defensive meltdown there. And Denver, but you know, he also threw a pick six. I mean, he made, you know, he, he wasn't he wasn't good in the clutch. I mean, he, he he was part of the problem too. And and year after year, you can count on a Peyton Manning team on you know not living up to to the hype in, in the postseason. It's just just the way it is. That's going to change in 2013, 2014. We'll see. Even even by the way, and I know people think I I'm a Peyton Manning hater. I'm not. I just think there are other greater quarterbacks out there in the history of football. Uh, when they won the Super Bowl in 2006, he was the lowest-rated passer ever to win a Super Bowl in terms of postseason passer rating. Wow. Basically, I mean, put another way, the, the, the most ineffective quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl. What do you think about that, Bill? So there. 
Yeah, Who's so a knucklehead there. now, Bill? Yeah, Bill. <laughs> I don't understand, but he still won the game, so what does it matter? No, he did, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, even then, uh, even when he won, you know, they, they, you know, that defense really came to life. They, they kind of had they a... They played the Bears, please. They, that was terrible. You can't, look, you can't say that. You can't look back eight years and say, oh, the Bears were in the Super Bowl, the Carolina Panthers were in the Super hey, Bowl. Hey, listen, he had his greatest moment that postseason, beating the Patriots in the AFC title game. Uh, was the premier Peyton Manning moment. I mean, that was his signature moment and always will be. Uh, that was that was one of the great comebacks just, you know, for his career and for what it what it meant for his reputation, uh, but also because it propelled the team to a Super Bowl victory. So I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just saying, you know, the, the history is what the history is, and I'm not, I'm not talking out of school saying I'm not confident in Peyton Manning's team being all that in the postseason. I Bill, think there's plenty of reason year, to believe that. in the loss – in the loss to the Ravens, you got to remember, Denver had two kickoff or punt, one they punt did. return and one kickoff return by Trendon Holiday for touchdowns. They did. they did. And he threw a pick six. Threw two interceptions in that game. Okay. Not his finest moment. I believe the first team in postseason history with two special team scores to lose. Guys, uh, I don't know if you saw the end of the game, but it was the worst defensive play I I've ever seen in the playoffs. I, I said it wasn't all on Peyton. I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying, Bill, my confidence in Denver come January is not high. I'll all leave right. it at that. Okay. There you go. Right. We'll see. We'll see what happens in February. But luckily, we have a lot of the NFL to get through. The season is just starting, fellas. Carrie, I love your pick this weekend. New England Patriots over the Buffalo Bills. To me, that's a no-brainer. For more picks, what do people have to do? If they want to get Cold Hard Football Facts Insider, uh, yeah, what do you they know, need to do right now? Yeah, you know, just go to coldhardfootballfacts.com, click the Insider Picks and Trends button, uh, $9.95 for the week, or $99 for the entire year. That's a savings of $109 wow. still off of, the, off of the weekly price. Not just our picks for every game, and we have an incredible four-year track record of success. Uh but we have, you know, interviewing Vegas bookmakers. We have the King of Props. We have the Intelligence Index, which is killer against the spread. A lot of great stats, trends, analysis, great writers, uh, and our picks for every game straight up and against the spread. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of good info. If you like to bet on NFL games, I think this is a good, uh, a good, a good, uh, a good investment for your 2013 season. Winning made easy. GoldenFootballFacts.com right. insider. Check it out. Kerry Byrne, thanks for uh, joining us. Have fun in week one, man. Football's back. All right, you too, gentlemen. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Todd, before we shift gears, let's get our producer Josh's Super Bowl prediction. I'd like to hear what Josh has to say. All right, guys. You want my prediction? Yes, we do. I am going to go with New England over Atlanta. All right, so you have half of my prediction and half of Kerry and Todd's prediction. Yeah, I'm a total homer up here. I like Matty Ice from my, his BC days and the Patriots. Of course, I have to go with them. Okay, all right. Mark it down, write Smart it down. Smart man. He's got the champion. The Falcons? No, he has the Patriots beating the Falcons. Oh. I have the Patriots winning. Josh has the Patriots winning. That's right. I no, like I it. I like it. There's a common thread between my picks, Kerry's picks, and Josh's picks, while your picks are just – all hype, Bill. Just super hype. You're all about the hype. I'm not all about the Peyton hype. Peyton Manning. He will fumble. He will fail in January. He always does, Bill. Haven't you learned this by now? We'll see. Seattle's a team on the rise. They're going to get that home field advantage, Bill, and good luck winning in that place. I think I just think Seattle is uh, they're a quality team. I think last year they had their chance and they blew it. 
they had their chance. They were a team on on the rise last year. Now they're they're cementing their dominance in the NFC. That NFC West is greatly improved. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks have to worry about the 49ers twice a year, and I think they're going to have some trouble with the Arizona Cardinals and the St. Louis Rams. So what? You, so what do you think? They're going to go like nine and seven? Is that what you're saying? I think they're going to miss the playoffs. The Seahawks? Yep. Bold the prediction. Mark Why did it you down. say this when Kerry was on the line? I should have. I didn't think of it. I just can't, it just came to me right now. Oh my gosh. Are we going to make like all sorts of crazy predictions here before? I mean, what's going on here? Because that that's that's pretty nuts. They're done. They're missing the playoffs. Missing the playoffs. The entire team suspended. Peds. Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> D, Marshawn Lynch. DUI court date comes out in November. Beast mode is gone by December. Percy Harvin doesn't come back at all. Russell Wilson transfers to uh, the MLB. He goes back to play baseball. That's what's going to happen to the Seahawks by the end of the year. Really? <laughs> nah, I mean, we'll see what happens. They're definitely a playoff caliber team, but I think they need to win the wild card. I, I think the Niners take that division. So okay. the NFC the NFC wild card is always tough to get. If they can get 10 wins, then they get it. If not, don't be surprised if you see someone like the Lions or um, some a team out of the NFC East grab that final wild card spot. Over the Seahawks. You're saying the Lions are going to make the playoffs, Seahawks are not. I'm saying the Lions are perfectly capable of either winning their division over the Green Bay Packers. Josh, Josh are you hearing what I'm hearing? Are you, is anybody listening to this? I'm hearing this. Are the phone lines just jammed, like trying to get in and bash Bill? Because Go ahead, bash me. Pick up the phone. 855. Lions in, Seahawks out. Really? 855-478-7030. If you think I'm an idiot for saying that the Seahawks aren't going to make the playoffs, pick up the phone and let me know why. But I'm going to have a counter-argument, so you better get ready to talk some trash because that's what I'm going to do in the next 20 minutes of the show. We're going to take a quick break. Call me right now, 855-478-7030, if you think I'm a fool for saying the Seahawks aren't going to make the playoffs. More Football Nation coming up next. Football Nation, the pulse of NFL fans everywhere. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. <laughs> You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. 
No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. This is Football Nation. Welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you for about 15 more minutes left as we're heading into week one. Big time Thursday night matchup. Denver Broncos versus the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of action for week one. Todd, what are, what are some of the best matchups that you're looking forward to here in week one? Well, obviously we got tonight's game, right? Right. Love Thursday that one. Game, sure. Love, love, love Saints-Falcons, especially from a fantasy perspective. Love that one, too. Sean Payton is back. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen in that one? And then you got uh, Packers-Niners. That's going to be a battle, I'll tell you. Love that the, matchup. I think the Packers are a little fired up after getting embarrassed last year in the playoffs. I think the 49ers are really fired up after losing last year in the Super Bowl. So both teams extra motivated for week one. That should be one of the best games of the week. And I agree with you with the Falcons and the Saints. I mean, I'll say this. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm an NFC East guy, but I like I love the both NFC East games. I mean, inter, interdivision games. You love it when the Giants and Cowboys get together. And uh, Eagles-Redskins Monday night, that's a really intriguing game. you got RG3 coming back. you got Chip Kelly's first game. Lack of defense. It should be a very interesting game. So those are the five that I'm really keeping an eye on. Yeah, primetime games for both of those NFC East matchups. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, the schedule's great, man. I mean, first of all, obviously the Thursday night game's a great ball game. Sunday at 1 o'clock, you got a what, like eight or nine games to, to, to look at, I think ten yep. games, something like that. Yep. Then the four o'clocker, you got Green Bay at San Fran. The nightcap is Giants and Cowboys. Monday night, you got Eagles, Redskins. You also got Texans and Chargers. I mean, we're going to be sitting our ass on on the couch for a long time on Sunday. It's going to be a 12-hour a view fest. Big week of action. Yes. Love week one. Gets us really excited. But week one is also the time that we like to make predictions for the entire season, it gives us an opportunity before any games are played to really put ourselves on the line. You heard me in the last segment saying the Seahawks aren't going to make the playoffs. Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com said the Seahawks and the Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl. Todd, you made the same prediction, except you took the Pats. Kerry took the Seahawks. Our producer, Josh, took the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots with the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. And I took the Atlanta Falcons and the Denver Broncos with the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. So those were our Super Bowl predictions. Okay. Now what do you say? We go take a look at some of the individual performances that they hand out for the end of the year. MVP. Todd, who is your MVP for 2013? Fantasy or just regular? Uh, just regular NFL MVP. NFL MVP. I am going to – well, you know, it's gonna. It's probably not going to be a running back this year. I don't think Adrian Peterson or anybody else is going to rush for 2,000 yards. So I'm going to have to go with the quarterback position, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go with Mr. Drew Brees having a big, big, big season with his head coach, Sean Payton, back in the mix. Drew Brees is going to light it up this year and put up monster points, and his team will make the playoffs in the wild card spot. 
All right, so the Saint, uh, you're taking quarter, uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees as the NFL MVP. I'm going to stick with my Falcons prediction. High on the Falcons this year. Matt Ryan, quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to be the 2013 NFL MVP. Todd, who's going to be the best offense? Who's going to score the most points per game, most points all season? Best offense for 2013. Well, this is where I'm going to go with your Super Bowl prediction, and I'm going to go with the Broncos. Last year uh, we, they scored 481 points. The, the Patriots are the only team better, I believe, at 557. Patriots are going to come down from that perch a little bit, and the Broncos are probably going to improve their number over 500 points uh, for the season. So I'm going to go with Denver 1, Saints 2, Pats 3. I'm with you there. The only uh, I'm with you on number 1. Denver Broncos are definitely my number 1. I think the – New England Patriots are number two, and I'm going to put the Atlanta Falcons in at number three. Saints just outside the top three. They would be my number four team. Okay. Let's switch over to fantasy football, Todd. Best quarterback in terms of fantasy points at the end of the year. Who's it going to be? Breeze. Breeze. It's always Breeze. I mean, is he just incredible when it comes to fantasy or what? Yeah. I mean, again, his coach is back, and uh, they're in the dome. All the weapons are there. You know, it's all in place for him. So as long as they're injury-free – He's going to put up a huge number, so it's Breeze. No-brainer for me. I totally agree with you. I'd, I would like to disagree with you, but you can't go wrong with Drew Breeze. Most fantasy points for the QB. Both of us think Drew Breeze. How about best running back in fantasy football? Who's going to score the most points out of the running back position? Do we want to make this interesting? Because it's Adrian Peterson. You can't. You. can't. I cannot doubt Adrian Peterson ever again. All right? Yeah. So if you want to take him out of the equation, then it's a more interesting question. But it's Adrian Peterson. Did you watch him last year? I would like to say Doug Martin. I would like to say Jamal Charles, but I really don't see how you can't say Adrian Peterson. I mean, yeah. he is the consensus number one running back this year from fantasy points. Let's get a, How about a wild card? Let's say we both agree on Adrian Peterson. Give me your wild card pick. For most fantasy points? At running back. LaShawn McCoy. If you, if you, oh, there you go. That's a nice wild card. So you like LaShawn McCoy. I'll, I'll say with... it this way. Uh, call it a wild card. I'll say that he has ridiculous upside, and he also has a, a lot of risk too. But I, I watched Chip Kelly at Oregon. I watched what he did with the running backs, and they always put up ridiculous numbers. So I'm just saying, you know, of the of the fine nine, we've been talking about those nine running backs that we like mm-hmm. in the first tier or two. I think he has upside, you know, just a notch under Adrian Peterson. All right, if I have to go out on a limb, if I have to make a big, bold prediction, if it's not Adrian Peterson, I'm going to go with Trent Richardson. I'm excited about this second-year running back for the Cleveland Browns. Let's move over to wide receiver, Todd. Who is the best wide receiver at the end of 2013? You going with Calvin Johnson? Well, again, this is uh, Calvin's the guy, but let's let's go with the guy that's not named Calvin. Can no, we agree on that? Listen, I'm going to pick someone different than Calvin well, Johnson. Here's, well, here's, one, here's the guy that has a chance to overtake him, okay? Right, yeah. In my view... Dez Bryant. That, that, we're on the same page on that one. I Dez think he Bryant. could be – if he can keep his head on straight, Bill, look out. I totally agree with that. So who, which one are you picking, Calvin or Dez? Well, hey, I've had multiple drafts, and I actually have Megatron. I picked him over Dez, so I'm going to still go Megatron. But um, Dez is the number two with the bullet. He's right there, man. So I'm going to go Megatron over Dez. But, I mean, did it, in any draft, did you see Dez go over Megatron? No, I didn't. So, you know, I like him, but I think he's a solid two. I think he's right there, cemented at number two. His upside, again, if you're looking upside, I think he, his upside is right there alongside Megatron. 
All right, let's skip over to tight end position because I know both of us are going to agree on Jim yeah. Graham. Let's go with comeback player of the year, Todd. Who you got? Comeback player of the year. Well, I think I just kind of answered that question with a guy named LaShawn McCoy. Terrible season last year. Awful, awful season. I think he's in the running for uh, comeback player of the year. Who you have? I'm going to go with Larry Fitz. I think he's going to big, bounce, back, bounce back in a big way now that Carson Palmer's his quarterback. He'll be great until Carson Palmer's hurt in week three. <laughs> Let's move over to rookie of the year, Todd. If you had to pick one rookie, who is it going to be for offensive rookie of the year? Who do you think it's going to be? Gio I Bernard. Mean, yeah. I, I have the, uh, the man crush on Gio, baby. So... I just think that by the end of the year, I think he'll he'll he's just everyone's gonna know who he is, you know. See, uh, I would we'll like to the pick first month of the season or whatever. Or he's gonna split carries and all that crap, but in the future, he's gonna be the guy. I would like to pick Giovanni Bernard, but I, I don't know. Last year, I think RG three won right quarterback one offensive rookie of the year. Um, I would like to pick Gio Bernard. I just can't see myself picking Eddie Lacy or Monte Ball or DeAndre Hopkins. <sighs> Man, that, I'm going to have to – I know it's boring when I agree with you, but I just can't see any other option. Can't see anyone beating out our boy Geo. Yeah. Agreed. All right. What's next? All right, Be next up. I think we should make team predictions. Let's go down AFC, All right, NFC, so not, we're, we're all moving the division. on from fantasy. How about the biggest bust in fantasy? All right. You want to do that one real quick? Let's go do ahead. that, and then we'll move over to uh, our non-fantasy predictions. Our biggest non, you bust. Know, who, who you got? I'm going to let you go first. How about that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Matt Forte. I think a lot of people have big-time expectations for him this year. To me, he's outside of the top 20 for running backs. Are you kidding me? What? That's, that's the guy I was going to say. Oh. You took my All right, thunder, how about, man. How about Rashad Mendenhall? You want me to change my pick? Rashad Mendenhall, oh, Arizona same. Cardinals. If you, if you have high expectations for Rashad Mendenhall, you got problems, buddy. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just think he's a big-time boss. I'll say this, okay? Here are guys that worry me, that are ranked high, okay? They worry me. Dwayne Bowe worries me, all right? I don't know why. He just worries me. Gronkowski worries me for a many, many reasons, well-documented. Uh, Matt Forte worries me. And you know who else worries me just a tiny little bit? Who? Alfred Morris. Oh, that's a good one. You pick Morris, I'll pick Matt Forte. Okay. And I'm just saying that, you know, the, the, the Shanahanigans – could come into play and screw up some fantasy managers who took a very, very high pick in Alfred Morris. Can't trust that guy at all, Shanahan. So, uh, you know, if I have Alfred Morris, I'm just in the back of my mind a tiny bit worried. All right, let's move over to real playoff predictions. Well, um, I think we what we should do is go run down the divisions, AFC East, West, North, and South, same thing for the NFC, say who's going to win the predictions – uh, who's going to win the division? Make two wild card predictions, then make an AFC championship, NFC championship, and then a Super Bowl prediction. Oh well, we already did the Super Bowl prediction, so yeah, we're kind of working ho- backwards here. Let's I just hope you. everything matches up. All right, so why don't we start division by division? Just division champs. Yeah, division champs. Uh, AFC start with the uh, East. All right, Patriots. Okay, both of us are picking the Patriots. I mean that that one's not that hard. AFC North. Mm. I'm going Bengals. <sighs> Frig, I wanted to go to Bengals. <sighs> I'm going to go Steelers. Okay. Just because I want to be a little different than you. Okay. Um, AFC South. I'm going Houston. 
Yeah, I'm going Houston too. I can't I can't differ that one. Uh, AFC West. Denver. Denver, correct. All right, so we, the only one that we differ on is the North, and I really want to pick the Bengals, but I'm not going to. Two wild card spots. Last year, uh, the Colts and the Bengals made it. Who do you think makes it this year? Steelers are in. All right, so we're in the same boat in terms of the Steelers making the playoffs this year. I'm going to say the Bengals make the wild card spot because I gave them the win in the uh, – I gave the Steelers to win the AFC North. All right, so you got the Steelers and the uh, – I'm sorry. You have the Steelers and the who? Colts. Oh, Colts. All right. I'm going to go with two wild card spots. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm not, I think the Colts missed the playoffs this year. I'm going to go with the Bengals and the Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah. The Chiefs are going to go from 2-14 and 14 yep. yeah, yes, to yeah. like 10-6? Uh, yes. And six. yes. Andy Reid, the magic of Andy Reid. Or, or nine and seven. Mm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I wanted to go against the Colts, but I, I I would contradict myself. I'm a huge believer in Andrew Luck. I don't think they're going to be quite as, as lucky as last year. Pardon the pardon the pun there. Um, they won some games they had no business winning last year, Bill. And, you know, I just think Colt, or Andrew Luck's the real deal. And I think they're going to take a step backwards this year, the Colts, but they're still going to slide into the playoffs because I don't think anyone else is going to uh, challenge them, other than maybe the Ravens. I don't think anybody else could challenge them for that spot. Look at the look at the other teams in this in this division or conference belt. I mean, maybe the Dolphins, maybe Jets, no Bills, no Browns. I don't see it. Maybe the Ravens, Tennessee, no Jags, no Raiders, no Chargers, no Chiefs. I don't think so. Not this year. No. I had the Chiefs at seven and nine. I have them as I, one of the most improved I think teams. the Chiefs make it. That's okay. my wild card prediction. Who is your AFC championship prediction? I am going to go with the well, obviously I have the Patriots winning it. Right. And I'll have them going up against your Peyton Manning. All right. Pats and Broncos. I want a good old fashioned Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning yeah. rivalry. I'm gonna also say the Pats versus the Broncos in the AFC championship. You have the Pats winning, I have the Broncos winning. Let's go with NFC. Uh, East. Who do you got NFC East, Todd? All right. The Giants, every other year, Bill, they're they're good enough to get in the playoffs. Okay. They were not in it last year. They're gonna win it they're gonna win this division this year. Giants are winning the NFC East. Alright, Giants are winning the NFC East. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are finally gonna win the NFC East. They haven't done it in a, I believe since two thousand nine, I think. Uh I think the Cowboys win the NFC East. Okay. I had them coming in second. I think the Redskins take a step back a little bit. I think it goes Giants, then it goes Cowboys, Redskins, Eagles. All right, so we, we differ on that one. Let's go to the NFC North. I have the Packers. Who you got? I want to pick the Packers, but I, I, I think I'm going to pick the Lions. Oh, my God. They're 4-12 and 12 last year. I'm picking the Lions. All right. The Lions right. are your NFC North champs. Okay. <laughs> NFC South, Bill. <laughs> I've got your Falcons. You've got the Falcons, right? I have the Falcons, yes. Okay. NFC West, I've got Seattle. You've got San Fran, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, wild cards. I'm going to go with the Niners and the Saints. Okay. 49ers, Saints. Yep. My wild card, I'm going to go with Oh man. I'm going to go with the Packers and the Saints. Packers, Saints. Yeah, because I had the Lions winning the division. Okay. <laughs> you sure did. Packers and Chiefs, baby. Uh, uh, yep. 
Or, I'm sorry, Lions no, and pack, Chiefs. Packers uh, and Lions. Those are my bold predictions. Hey, I like to be a little bold. I'm not going by the book on everything. I Packers and uh, Lions win the NFC North. That That's my bold prediction. And the Seahawks don't make the playoffs. Okay. All right, so who's your a- NFC title game? My NFC title game is the same as last year. 49ers and the Falcons, but this year the Falcons win. Okay. I got Seattle beating San Fran. So I'm going chalk, baby. I'm going chalk on both sides. Boring. Yep. That's how I'm doing it. Josh, you want to make any quick predictions? Any quick, bold predictions from Josh? Uh, Nothing too bold, guys. Just pretty standard. What do you guys got for the most part? All right, give us one lock. Everyone does survivor pools. Todd, give us one lock. One team that is going to win in week one. Who do you got? Patriots. Week one lock is the New England Patriots over the Buffalo Bills? Yeah. Josh, who do you think? That is the easiest pick there is on the board this week. Uh, if, you gonna... want, if you want to save the Patriots, though, Bill? Yeah. Colts. Colts over the Oakland Raiders. At home. In the dome. I love that pick, too. Yeah. I think the Raiders are just terrible. That's what I was going to say. Colts at home, I can't see them losing to the Oakland Raiders. I can't see the Bills uh, beating the Patriots either, but I'm going to go with the Colts as my survivor pick this week. Todd, you're going to stick with the Patriots? Well, if it's a survivor, if it's a survivor pick where you can only pick them once, yeah. I'm saving the Patriots. Oh, well, then what, what, then okay. I go Colts. But I thought right, you were so just saying, you know, in general. Oh, I, I hear it. I hear it. I yeah. hear it. I'm, so my bad. I cannot see Terrell Pryor winning an NFL game <laughs> in, away from home. All right, so both of us are taking the Colts. Todd, uh, Josh, do you have a survivor pick? If I'm going to go bold week one, I'll go Buccaneers over Jets. That's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. And this way you kind of use the Bucks, get them out of the way so that you uh, can live to see another day with some better teams. All right, so two Colts, one Bucks. We'll see how their survivor picks do. We'll see how our Super Bowl predictions do at the end of the year as well as our playoff predictions. Todd, any last-minute words before we take off for today? Hey, if you're listening to uh, Mr. Enright, you got to load up on those Chiefs and Lions because they're playoff-bound, baby. Whoa, six whoa, whoa. six wins between them. Big-time difference in fantasy football. Six wins between them last year, Bill. We'll see average average record, 3-13, and 13, and you got them both in the playoffs. Week one is back. Football is back. Uh, Ravens and Broncos kick off on Thursday night football. A lot of action on Sunday night. Two games on Monday night. Boy, oh boy, we're so excited that football season is finally here. Want to wish everyone best of luck for their week one matchups in fantasy football. Have fun. Thanks to everyone who called in, emailed in. For more Football Nation, check us out, footballnation.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and if you're serious about playing fantasy football, go to ffchamps.com. Have fun, good luck, and enjoy week one. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation.